Welcome to the Lights Out Podcast. This is Chris Lights Out Lytle, and this is our journey to document the history of mixed martial arts. I've brought with me my friend, the MMA detective Mike Davis, and together we will preserve the history and hear some great stories from the world in the era of the no holds barred. Thank you and enjoy. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Happy to be here. Got a special treat for everybody right now. Uh, you know, I started doing the BKFC, fell in love with the sport when I first saw it. So got one of my guys, one of the dudes who I love watching fight because for one reason, one reason only, this guy is a fighter. He's one of the guys who, you know, like myself, will fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. He's a throwback to old school. He's an old school mentality guy, which is what we like. That's what we talk about here on Lifestyle Podcast. We go into these old stories, things that how you got from here, uh, the A to B, because it's a different world nowadays. People aren't going to fight the way we used to, the things we do. Travis Thompson is one of those guys. Travis, how the hell are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks, Chris. My man, I like, appreciate you having me on, brother. Well, like I was saying there, Travis, uh, that's the thing about you. I, I know we've had you. We've called you on four days notice before. We've said, hey, we need you here. Um, we need you for this. We need you for that. No matter what, you always say, oh, okay, yeah, I'm in. Like yep. I said, that reminds me of me in – you know, I, it just not a lot of people do that stuff anymore. So, I mean, no. can you explain what it is about you that makes that the person you are? Well, that's, uh, I've always been that way in anything that I do. I'm willing to do anything, anytime, any place, anywhere. That's just the way I am, man. I mean, I it's not like I grew up tough or anything like that. You know, I got slapped around quite a bit when I was a kid because I was a little guy with a big mouth. But I was. <laughs> I was backed it up, you know, knowing that's actually how I got the nickname, the animal. Uh, I got the nickname animal when I was in high school. I think I was a freshman or sophomore in high school in wrestling. You know, I took no shit from nobody, you know, and I would dish it out to anybody and everybody. I was uh, so back in middle school, middle school was with the high school. Like we all ran on the same bus together. So I'm in sixth grade getting in fights with the 11th and you know, 10th and 11th graders. That's just the way I am. You know, I don't know. So, Chris, this guy right here was a part of BKFC one, number one, the and first also one ever. It was the first international one too, right? Yep. Let's go. Let's go back to number one. How yep. did you sign up? Where does the connection come from? And did you think that the event was actually going to happen? Well, so Dave Feldman, his dad Marty Feldman was my trainer in boxing. So I was like, I I boxed. I couldn't even tell you what. 12, 13, 14 years, I don't know. But uh, I was like, okay, yeah, we're pretty much done with this. And then when I thought I was done boxing, Dave tells me, yo, I got bare knuckle approved. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> he's, like, no, uh, he's like, I'm not kidding. I was like, sure. He's like, Trap, you're going to be on, on pay-per-view. I'm like, holy crap. Being on pay-per-view, doing something that you love doing, not anybody, you know, not a lot of people get to do what they love doing and also do it on pay-per-view. So that was huge. I was like, absolutely. I have to do it. So, you know, you know, my wife, Kelly, we're you know, like, okay, we'll do one or two of them. And then, uh, yeah, I, you got me back into it. You know, I love it. So you got me to do the first one in Wyoming. That was amazing. A huge spectacle. And now you're talking about then number four was in, uh, uh, Cancun. Cancun. Yeah, first international one. I was like, holy well, crap. Let's talk about the first one. Like like that first one, on your way there, did you did you think it was real or well you well see that's the thing? Like I said, I, I fought for the Feldmans. So when Dave told me something told me something was gonna happen, I knew it was gonna happen. 
You know, I, I never had to question anything Dave ever told me. So if he told me it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, then come out, find out, come to find out later on that there was all these like threats and everything else going on with the whole thing. I never knew anything about that stuff. I never had any hard times with anything. But uh, yeah, I now, heard some stories. Had, had Dave been telling you for years he was close to getting bare yeah. knuckle or yeah. was trying to get bare knuckle and you're like, whatever. Or did, so, so you did know that. He, he kind of spoke about it a little bit and exactly it's like yeah okay sure whatever blah 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 right <laughs> and, and then it's like no i'm really doing it i was like holy shit you seriously got it approved like this isn't going to be like underground crap he's like no dude it's like sanctioned i was like wow that's crazy so that was well, one of my big regrets <laughs> well not really but a problem like Nate called me about being on BKFC one. And I was like, I was all in. I was like, Oh my God, I'd already done one in England. I was excited. I said, what's the date? He said, June 2nd. I said, God dang it. My daughter's getting married that day. Oh and man. I tried to get them to reschedule. They weren't going to. She couldn't move the date. She couldn't move That's the date. Right. Well, we've been playing for about eight months. So I kind of, I kind of jokingly said something. They just kind of gave me this glare. I was like, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I found my way out of it, but uh, man, I really wanted to be on that first. You know oh, what I mean? And, and then, uh, cause that's historic. You know what I mean? But then, um, yeah. I told him as soon as I, you know, as soon as the day, I was like, man, I, I promise I will do the second one. That's and awesome. I did do the second one, but I was very disappointed I didn't get to do the first. So the one cool thing is that I was the first person to. I mean, I lost the first one, but uh, Reggie and I were the first people to go the distance. So I thought that was pretty cool. And the one thing that Junior said to me, he said, I effing knew it. Like, out of everybody here, I knew you were going to be the one that was going to go. We're we're like, we're, we're kind of like losing our crap because, you know, everyone's getting knocked out. Everyone's getting, you know, cut like. It's new, so so even refs they didn't know how how to, you know, <laughs> you know. So it was he's like, I knew you would do it. I was like, dude, my man, I appreciate that. How was the rules meeting for BKFC one? What was Feldman like? Given given the rules, oh, they were nervous as shit. Like it, it's, <laughs> you know, Dave Dave will never tell you this, but you could you know the dude. He was he was like, oh shit, we're really doing this. Like so he was like nervous trying to do it, but. He won't tell you was, but he was, he's totally different. If you see him in the meetings now, it's just going through the motions for him now. Dude, but he's like, such it, a professional now. I he's know. such a professional now. But, like, but here's the thing. Do you yeah. think anybody else could tell? Because you've known Dave for years at this point. Everybody no, else, most of the guys have just met him. No, exactly. He's a professional. He knows. I can tell by looking at the guy. Dude, you're sweating. Like, you're, <laughs> he's not, he, he's not. Scared because the one thing you gotta know about the Feldmans, man, they believe one hundred percent in themselves as they should. You know, that's one guy, Dave, even Junior. Those guys, when they say they're gonna do something, I'll stand right behind them, knowing that they're one hundred percent. You know, I know, I know they're gonna pull it off. So, like, uh, you kind of watch him doing the whole meeting and everything. He's like, he's not stuttering over anything, but it's like you can just see. I can see a little bit of like, dude, really? Come on, like. This ain't shit. Like we do this all the time. So it was pretty cool to watch it though. What about the other fighters? Was there a lot of nerves going on? Was it kind of like a UFC one where people were just all starting to yell at each other? So to be honest with you, like I'm I'm not someone that you want to be in a locker room with 
because I'm like the I know I'm I've been doing this a long time. First thing I do when I get in the locker room, I take three seats right away. One for me, one for my trainer, one for when we do our you know the reps, the hands, all that shit. Those are mine. You don't touch my shit. You don't go near any of my stuff. Like I'm I I just I'm not a nice person to be in a locker room with. But uh yeah, I mean a lot of people are like, oh shit, like we're really doing this. Like they had that mentality. I don't care. It's a fight. Whether <laughs> like it, it didn't matter. Like that's the whole thing. Let me interject a little bit here. So, okay. so Travis is like if you look at his record, you're gonna go, okay, you know, he's a five hundred fighter. Yeah. But then when you look at his record, you're like Decision, 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 decision. Holy yeah. shit, this guy, he, like, Trev, your ability to absorb pain, and ex- <laughs> but but also expose people while yeah. doing so is, is truly incredible. So, like, some other people would be sentimental in regards to it being the first fight where you're like, nah, man, dude, it, let's just get this over with. Well, let's do it. It's exactly the way I am, though. It's like... It, if you ever listen to my interviews, whenever I do them, like Chris obviously has heard them all, but it's like, what are they going to do to you? What the hell are they going to do to me? Like, what do you do? Punch me in the face. Yeah. That shit hasn't been done before. Come on. Like there's nothing you're going to do differently to me that everyone else hasn't done. Like with me though, you're going to get somebody that will not stop for nothing. So like you were saying, like boxing, you know, bare knuckle, all this stuff. Like I can absorb pain. Pain doesn't bother me. I'm good to go. You punch me in the face. Cool. So what was it? Mike Tyson always had that. Uh, the one line was um, everyone Everybody's has got punched in the face, right? Well, the thing is, my plan is to get punched in the face. So what the hell do you do with someone like that? Uh, it's hard. So, so, so Travis, Chris, go, Chris, Chris. Walk us. Go guess who his first opponent is? Reggie. Reggie. Yep. Reggie Barnett, dude. One of the best fighters we got. So, hey, t- tell us, I mean, and maybe, Mike, you, you might want to jump in how this goes, but how, how did your 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 dive into fighting come? Was it through boxing, MMA? How did that – How did it, walk us through that. Okay, so, actually, the first fight I ever did was an MMA fight. Um, so, my my buddy, you, you've seen all my stuff says Kling Law on it. Um, he's – I've known this kid since I was, wow, I was probably 12, 13 years old. Yeah, I'm 40 now, so I've known him for like 28, 27, 28 years. Um, so I used to follow him. He was a year above me. I used to follow him around doing everything. I played football with him in sixth, uh, well, seventh, eighth grade. Then in high school, he's wrestling. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, you know, I'd never did. He's like, dude, you're a tough kid. Like, no one ever screws with you. Like, why don't you come do it? All right. So I, I got into wrestling. So then we get done high school. You know, he goes off to college. He wrestles for Lehigh University. So oh, where I went, yeah, he wrestled for them as a walk on. That's impossible. So back you, you do know who uh, John Trench is? I've heard of him, but I've, uh, I've never met him. Well, back in the real early 2000. So like 2000 to 2003, like Lehigh was like top three in the nation. They, they were, were huge. Good. So he was a walk-on, and he broke the starting lineup. So, like, that's ridiculous. Well, they ended up doing – because MMA got really big, late 90s, early 2000s. Everyone wants to do it. So we started doing, uh, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu at Lehigh University. I would come. I would drive over, you know, hang out with them, and I started doing it. 
And it was crazy. We started going to these tournaments, uh, you know, Nago, Kip Kohler, all them. Yep. And we, we, uh, before American top team was huge, we would go to tournaments and we were American top team. And we're like, we'd go through everybody. It was cool. Like this is like the beginning when American top team was like, not as huge as they are (laughs) go through and we're blowing out everybody. We're killing people. So I'm doing these, uh, you know, the MMA I'm doing good. I'm doing good with all the Nagas. I'm sorry. And, uh, the one guy that's training us, he's like, yo, do you guys want to fight? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, well, have you ever trained? I was like, no, you know, I've been in a couple fights in my life. I'm pretty good at fighting. He's like, well, I got to fight for you. I was like, all right, cool. So I fought at one of them in Wildwood with no training. And I fought the champ of the weight class. And again, this is early, early on. What, what they, year do you think? What year? It was probably 2000. Three, two thousand four, maybe something like that. Oh my guess before records were really good. Yeah. So like, I I've never done this before. <laughs> uh, I, go in there, I go in there, dude throws a flurry at me. I go like this, and I go wham, wham, coming back out of it. Refs jumps in and stops. I said, "What the hell are you stopping for?" He's like, "You weren't doing nothing." I said, "What are you talking about? I'm blocking punches." And I came back. He's like, "Nah, nah." I was like, "Okay, screw it." I like, I didn't care, whatever. Uh, and then I got out of that, you know, I just did the Nagas, did all that stuff. And I actually ended up getting into boxing. I went to Broomall and I, I was just, honestly, I was just looking on Google where, where can I go to learn how to box? Cause I always liked watching Rocky. That's, that was my inspiration of boxing was Rocky. So I was like, okay, cool. Broomall. That ain't too far. It's like a, you know, 45 minute drive from, from Quakertown. I drive out there. Well, I met Damon Feldman. I met Damon and Marty. I I boxed around there for a little bit, you know, a month or two. Didn't really meet Dave at all. And uh, I don't know. It was it was cool. I liked it, but you know, I'm I have no money. I'm paying to train at the gym, gas, all that stuff. So after a month or two, I kind of stopped doing it. And then I met my my now wife, you know, and uh I, I'm talking to her parents. I was like, yeah, I really want to be in the UFC. I want to do this. They're like, okay, well, if you want to do that, you're like, you got to get boxing. You got to get some training. I was like, all right, cool. So she, they're from like Drexel Hill area. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know a place around here. It's like, you know, Marple Sports Arena. They're like, oh, my God, we know that place. They they brought me there. They paid for my first month for me to train wow. and met Dave Feldman. And I was like, like, Dave and I, we hit it off right away. It was cool, you know. So Dave taught me a lot. Marty taught me a lot, and uh, that the rest is history. I started boxing with the Feldmans, and that was it. I think I did two tough man competitions. I was I was like twenty four, yeah, twenty three, twenty four, something like that. And uh, I had this one kid. So Damon was the promoter for this fight, and he's like, "Yo, you're my man. I got you. Don't worry about." It. I'll get you a dude your size, your weight. I was like, awesome. I go to the weigh-ins, dude's like six one, six. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, uh, I'm like three foot nothing. I'm 135 pounds. This dude's like six foot tall, 185, 190 pounds. So he makes a big mistake of like kind of like chesting up to me and like kind of like being a dick to me. I was like, yeah, that ain't gonna fly with me. So uh we're boxing. 
what are they, two-minute rounds, I guess it was? Yeah, three two-minute rounds, something like that. And uh, he starts pushing me. He's talking crap to me. He's talking smack. He's like, yo, you're going to have to try a little bit harder than that if you want to hurt me. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So I, I, I like, bump him a little bit with the shoulder, throw a right hand. He starts calling me some uh, expletives. I was like, all right, cool. Dave breaks it up because he was the ref. I go in with an overhand right. He's coming at me, overhand right, over the top. His legs went up over his head. Knocked him All back, the, huh? Knocked him right out cold with a headgear on and 16-ounce gloves. Hey. So, uh, so I'm like, that's awesome. His parents got in the ring. They're like, thank you so much. Thank you. He, he walks around the house like he owns the place. It's the first time he's been, you know, he's lost. So I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So Marty comes up to me. He's like, what do you think? You want to be pro? I was like, okay. Like, I'm 24. <laughs> One amateur fight. Yeah. <laughs> so that you could be 23, 24 years old and be, you know, an amateur. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. So I then get we paid. Made up, sure, yeah. Yeah. I, I never knew that, though, you know. So I go. <laughs> I was like, cool. So they do a fight in uh, Delaware. And I had my pro debut in Delaware. I lost a split decision there in that. Clinton killed. Douglas. Clinton that, Douglas. That was because my mouthpiece came out. So Marty, the, as soon as that fight was over, the very next week, he took me to a dentist to get like a real mouthpiece. A good kind. Uh, uh, yes. He's like, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm like, my man, thank you. It, it, so, Chris, I've always, I've heard a lot about Marty. Like Marty, I've heard a, oh, from a great. lot of people. Would you mind letting us know what Marty was like? Marty was a, a great dude. He he is the epitome of an old school man. Like he's he's you watch the movies, like you don't mess with the old guys, right? Like uh what was that one movie with the two older brothers? Like the lion some uh whatever anyways. He was just he was a great dude that would do anything for anybody, but he knew his crap. And it, for Dave and Damon, it was funny as shit. You know, cuz Dave, Damon, they'd tell me something. Marty be like, they don't know shit. They don't know <laughs> nothing. Like, I, I'm the trainer. They, they're they only telling you shit they hear from me. They don't know nothing. You know, that's how he was. He was always like that with Dave and Damon all the time. He was always on their ass. Anybody else, he was nice as could be to. Him. You know, Kelly would come in. My wife would come in. You know, he'd give us gift cards to go to Cascada Cafe, which is like a restaurant right there by them. We used to get them every year. He'd always hook us up with stuff. Marty, oh, I love Marty, man. He he was like, he told me to do something. I would do it. Anything yeah. and everything he said. Anything and everything. Now, now, looking back on it now, is it a little surprising or not so much that Damon set you up with a fight, a guy 50 pounds <laughs> bigger than you, or is that kind of par for the course? Uh, uh, I, I think I could handle it. Like, that's the thing. That's why Dave will put me in the fights he puts me in. He knows one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that. That's a that's a badge of honor to have. That yeah. They know that they can do. I mean, man, you put. I mean, if you've been around the fight business, people like you are invaluable. Somebody who's always going to be there can always put on and can fight anybody. You need. You have to have them. You have to have people like you that don't yeah. just fight anybody, man. You're you're a you're a, a promoter's dream. Because too many people are the opposite. Like, I won't fight this guy unless I have, you know, the right height and my, you know, the, the yeah. temperatures are right. And I got my yellow M&Ms or whatever. Like, I can't yeah. deal with those oh, people. I, know. I'm not, I don't like those I've people. I've heard that stuff. I laugh at them. I'm like, dude, shut 
up. Like, I can't stand that stuff. They they want to talk all this stuff. You know, they want. Are you a fighter or not? You know what I mean. Are you a fighter? Yeah. Do you hit a fight? If not, get out. You're not my yeah, kind get of out. That's exactly right. Exactly right. One hundred percent. And you know what? That's so where where I'm from. I like I live in Pottstown, but I always went out to you know Broomall to go train. I would go all throughout Philly. You know, I always went everywhere with Marty. So um, we would go to uh, Schuler's gym. Um, you know, I, I'm training there. You know, I don't know if you know Steve Cunningham, USS. He was a world champ. Uh, what was he? A cruiserweight, I believe. But he, great champ, Rock Allen, Tiger Allen, Rock and Tiger. They were in the Olympics in 2012. Uh, Carl Dargan. You know, these are all like elite level boxers. Yo, uh, yeah, Nassim Richards. I'm sure you know who that is. You know, that was their dad. You know, so these guys are the elite boxers around. I'd be sparring with Rock Allen all the time. Rock Allen, Carl Dargan, and Marty would be right there with me, man. I loved did it. You, I loved did you ever know a, a boxer out of that area named uh, Omar Pittman? I've heard that name. I don't know him, but I've heard of the name. Yes. Okay, I just know I boxed him once. It was a tough fight. So he's a tough guy from Philly. I was like, man, it was a, it was a good one. That, that was what, what I was saying was like – you're, you're saying, like, are you a fighter or not? And that's what you get when you're in Philly. Well, well he, you know, if I could kind of magnify that, the first time I saw you fight live was in Cancun, Ivan, Ivan Roca. And I yeah. remember, like, like, talking to you after that going, man, bro, you're really going to be hard to beat because I saw your grit. I, I yeah. saw the grit, and I'm like, man, that dude's a real deal. Like, you can't fake that type of funk. And you were like, yeah, I lost already. And I'm like... No, you didn't. And you go, you no, no, no. Yeah, I did. The guy Reggie Reggie Barnett. I go, yeah, I don't believe that. I just don't think yeah. you've lost. You know, like, I don't care. I'm like, nah, I, but, I just don't think you did. <laughs> that's that's because like that that second one, I actually had like time to train. So what a lot of people don't know, like I have a landscape company. So and I also work at construction. I have a wife. I got two kids. You know, I, I'm always doing doing stuff. So it's hard for me spring, summer, fall. For me to train so if you look at my career well, the majority of my losses all come in spring summer fall because i have no time to train that goes with everything chris bkfc eight debt no win his <laughs> opponent his opponent falls out yeah now this guy's our champion now and dude not only is he our champion he's murking people like he is just like adapted to bare knuckle more than anybody else Travis, how much time did you have to prepare for that bout? Four days. But here's the thing. So here, here, let me just stop for a second. So up a weight class. Four days notice, right? Four days notice. So that means five days before I was drinking. Um, you know, I'm banging. Like, so this goes back to Marty. With Marty, you're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to drink anything. You're not allowed to eat stupid. No sex. Like he's so old school. It's like. She'll she'll ruin your legs. She'll weaken your legs. Get rid of her. I'm like, that's that's <laughs> my, my wife. wife. That's my wife. He's like, oh, yeah, I, lady, I got kids. <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need that. You don't need that. Like, all right, Marty, you're right. So a month before, you don't do nothing. So the fight with that, I had four. So five days before, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. I'm I don't know nothing about a fight. <laughs> they call me, yo, we got a fight for you. I said, let me guess. You want me to fight that? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what do you? I was like, are you effing kidding me? That's all. You, yeah. You want it or not? I was like, fine. I'll be there. <laughs> no, no, wait. No, no, let me. You're up a weight class. 
You're on short notice. No, it wasn't. It wasn't up a weight class. They they kind of accommodated. I laughed. They're like, "Well, can you get down to 135?" I was like, "Dude, you're dreaming." I was like, "I'm gonna come there. I'm gonna weigh what I weigh, and it is what it is." They're like, "Whatever, fine." <laughs> okay, okay. So they announced your weight. Okay, you know what? Yeah. You should have kept that a secret because that was phenomenal. <laughs> like I've been telling everybody about that. I did. I so I did lose weight to come down and fight that. I did. So when I say I have four days notice, that means Monday, two or Tuesday, Wednesday, I was uh, shadow boxing. Then <laughs> Thursday, we we go out there, we fly out there. So Thursday, Friday are just like um, you know interviews and stuff. You're not doing any training. You're not doing no. anything at all. I had like two days of doing mitts. That's it. But, but Trev, uh, Chris. I remember watching him, and, and dude, you gave a, a really, you gave an incredible effort. I appreciate that. After that fourth round, I, I'm not going to say your head looked like a pumpkin, but it wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. But that's the thing. The funny part is, everyone says it like, <laughs> "How do you do it?" I was like, "What? You've never been punched in the face before?" I was like, "It don't bother me. There's, it's not going to hurt. It, it just looks bad." But the funny part is, the very next weekend. It didn't even look like I was in a fight. That's Chris. what people realize about bare knuckle. They think it's so barbaric. It's all superficial cuts. Within a week's time, it looks like nothing ever happened. Chris, I, I say, I say to the, the everyone around me, I go, man, <laughs> the guys, the guys took this on last minute notice. He's, you're still farmer tanned out. Oh, and yeah. In between, in between the fourth and fifth round, I said, man, he, this guy's everybody in my section is like that guy's already got our respect. You know, the fight's kind of gotten away from him based on your lack of training. And I'm like, yeah. you shouldn't have went out for that fifth round and no one would have lost respect for you. Yeah. I don't you care. still did it. You still went out. Quit. You finished the fight. I never, I never quit. That's one thing I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do that. Like, uh, and that's it, funny. I lost to uh, that and it was, it was really cool. As soon as I lost him, he's like, dude, you really are the animal. He's like, holy shit. I was like, yeah. dude. That's that's more to me than you know getting my hand raised. That's respect. Well, respect. and a lot of people like at the beginning of that fight, they knew okay, this they're bringing this guy, Dad. He's supposed to be this and that, and yeah. you're fighting like man. I mean, he fought a guy on four days notice, and he didn't take him out. But you know, the people knew it was going like, yeah, but that, that's not that doesn't mean what you think it means. Like we all knew that what probably was going to happen. We probably thought you'd go in there and hang it for a minute, but then you couldn't cause you didn't train, you know what I mean? But, but sticking in there, I mean, it was a big deal, you know? So, uh, you know, everybody knew that that was going to be tough for, for dad to go out there and look good against you. And it, I, I think it was just good for everybody. You know what I mean? He, that yeah, was what he needed to go out there and do some rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The funny part is he, he hit me with an overhand, right? Like a, he clean overhand, right? He hit me in the face. I was like, cool. Now what? I just kept like, you hit someone with an overhand, right? It, it's lights out. He yeah. hit me. I kept walking out. I was like, now what? I was like, any, 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 the guy prior to that, that you fought, it was an Abadil Velasquez. Yeah. That, Velasquez. Yeah. That finished him in the first round. Oh, yeah. So now you're going in there on short notice. I tell you, the, the best bet was going the distance. I, no one in that stadium backstage, you know, behind the stage or in front of the stage thought you could do that. And in all honesty, yeah. it was a heroic effort. It absolutely made me a fan. 100%. That, was, that that was like, that's making jokes and playing with me. I was like, dude, you're stupid. I was like, keep doing that. I was like, I'll make jokes with you too the whole time. So like, 
fourth and fifth round, we're just making fun of each other. I was like, cool, go ahead. It's like, I'm not getting punched <laughs> in the face as much. It's awesome. Yeah, you're riding a two-fight win streak, and then you also got a draw. Yeah. So you're 2-0-1 in your last three. I, honestly, dude, you're one of those guys to where they're going to throw you in like a title fight, like a debt to win. And so you're that, gonna walk. You're gonna walk out with that, but like a Rocky Balboa type. That, you're, you're that guy. And that's so. I was the reason why I really do this. There, there are two people in my life that always told me I was nothing. I'd never be nothing. You know, my my dad told me when I was when I was a boy. Like when I was, I'm probably six, seven years old. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna be a professional athlete. He's like, yeah, okay, your dream. You ain't gonna be shit. Like that's my dad telling me this. I'm a boy. I was like, I'm like, no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be Damn. something. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna be something. You know, I'm gonna have a mansion. I'm gonna do this. That, and he's like, yeah, okay, keep dreaming. I was like, all right, cool. So like, I, that's the chip on my shoulder. That's why when you see me, like before I go to the match, Chris sees me all the time. Like I'm joking. I'm you know uh, shaking hands, smiling, taking pictures with everybody. As soon as I make that walk. That is my time to show you that I am somebody, you know, and that's all I do. That's all I do when I get in that ring. Like even talking about, it, you'll see like a change in my, my voice and, and my appearance. I start to get a little bit of a tick going. Like I get annoyed by that. There's only one other person that's ever told me that I was nothing. And uh, I don't do too well with that. So that's, that's, there's only two. Yeah, Travis, Travis, so after your Denton win fight, my little nephew, who I'm given like little play-by-play and kind of little insights <laughs> to, he goes, yeah. man, dude, I got to meet that guy. And the people, the people that were checking for passes just weren't there. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, just kind of like walk where you know where you're going. Yeah. Made a beeline, you're sitting on a chair, and you're oh, like, yeah. you, don't even, you don't even have ice yet. I'm like, hey, Travis, you're I, like, what, do you want a picture? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want a picture. Like, Come on. <laughs> dude. But that's that's the other thing. Like a lot of other people, win, lose, or draw, they're done. They're done. Uh, if you nine times out of ten, I mean, now I have to actually go backstage and get stitches or whatever. I never did that before. No. Like the first one when we're in Wyoming, I got blood all over me. I'm still in my I'm still in my 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 uniform. I have a drink in one hand, you know, I'm, I'm taking hands with my other hand. I'm getting pictures. I'm, I must've at least talked to 99% of the people there. Like that's <laughs> like you came out to see me. I got to put on a show. You guys enjoyed the show. That's my, that's my job. My job is to put on a performance that gains your respect. And then I'm supposed to, you know, make the crowd want to be my, a fan. That's my job. So Every time I go to any event, I always do my best to see everybody in that arena, give them autographs, pictures, whatever they want. You can trash talk me. I could care less. It's all it's all part of the game. Travis, I feel like, you know, this to me is a throwback to not the old school fight, but more of a Japanese style of fighting. You know, when I used to go to Japan, I love pride. I love the, the yeah. it, it, bare knuckles more like pride. It's about coming and fighting. Not, I mean, look, how many guys here have great records? Not many. I mean, a lot of people have upside down or even just some laws, man. I mean, like, it's not going to be a sport with undefeated people. I mean, because we fight real fights. Boxing, yeah. you know, you know how boxing is. You don't fight anybody until you're 15-0. and 0. It's so stupid. Like, yeah, look I, at I, their record, who they fought. They fought 
and like they, they see these good records. They're not fighting real fights. They don't bare knuckle is like probably you fight real fights all the time. You ain't gonna win them all. So it's about coming and fighting, not yep. necessarily, you know, who comes out on top all the time. It's about that warrior spirit. That's it. And you know what? That's something else I want to bring up about boxing. So the first time I ever fought, well, the only time I fought in Vegas, Dave actually worked my corner. Dave came with me to Vegas. We fought Vegas. We fought, uh, who the hell did we fight? Oh, man. You probably have the paper in front of you. Oh, yeah, you? I got it in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Where do you Diego. remember the year? Diego. It was Diego Magdalena. That's who I fought. He was in the 2000. He was an alternate. Yeah. Here's an alternate for the 2012 Olympics. Oh my God! So an easy fight, easy fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm you in to win, right? Yeah. Yo, so Dave, Dave, it was on Halloween. Is, what's that? Yes, it was uh, Halloween. Exactly. So every, 2008. Every, every chick there is like a slutty something. So there's like I hate it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how, Dave, how the hell am I supposed to fight this dude with a boner? I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's like, dude, you're stupid. Like Dave, Dave and I, like, he's an older brother to me. Like I talk like a dipshit around him all the time. He's like, dude, you're stupid. I was like, I know we know this, but, uh, I remember he turned me into a dirty fighter. He's like, Travis, I want you to, to let me, let it, let him know a real fight. I was like, what the hell do you mean? As soon as the bell rings, why don't you hit him in the nuts? I was like, yeah, okay. He's like, Trav, I ain't playing. He's yeah. going to know in for a fight. All right, Dave. Bell rings. Jab up high. Right hand. Right in the nuts. Dude, the ref stops it. Gives me a warning. I was like, yep, no problem. My bad. My bad. Dude's fast as shit. Into the first round. goes. I was like, dude, do me a favor. He's like, what's that? I said, slow it the fuck down. So at least I can see you when you're hitting me. He starts cracking up laughing. That was it. Then I was on so, Just so everybody knows, Diego Magdalena finished his career at 32 and four. Yeah. And he wow. didn't get the, he didn't get those losses till the end. No, he didn't. No. He was he was so his brother Jesse Magdalena was a world champ. Te- Teofimo Lopez was yeah. one of them. Yeah. Now I've real, heard real quick, I, I gotta tell you, like you tell me that story about Dave. That tells me one thing. Dave understood the fight game, you know, because oh, yeah. I remember being there with my yeah. people. And I remember when a guy hit me once, he's like, Chris, the next yep. punch, you have to hit him like real low, like not even, yep. like, not even like him in the thigh. Yep. Let him, yeah, you're sending a message to be like, you ain't gonna do it to be like it. So yep. th- Dave had a, you know, that's a, a psychology part you wouldn't know as a new fighter. You got to tell this guy right away, this ain't this ain't what you thought it was gonna be. Yep. It's not gonna be a walkover. I'm not here to lose. I'm here to beat your ass. So that yep. that's what that message was about. And I understand it. You might not have at the time, but I know you do now. No, I do now. And here's the funny part. So then Dave Dave got big into promoting after that. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. One of his losses was Roman Martinez, and it was yeah. a split decision. Holy shit, that guy's legit, dude. That guy Diego is legit. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But the the one thing I was gonna say was like Dave got like big into promoting after the Vegas trip, so we're doing fights at the Valley Forge Casino, which is like a half hour from my house. So he's and and he's put me on all these cards. So I'm like I'm out there, I'm banging, you know, I'm always hitting everybody low. He's like, dude, what the hell's your problem? I was like, Dave, I'm just letting them know they're in for a fight. He's like, dude, you're you're screwed up. I was like, no, Dave, you're the one that taught me how to do that. 
I was like, I'm letting everybody know that when they fight me, they're in for a fight. He's like, dude, you're screwed up. I was like, yep, you got it. The problem uh, is, though, the refs get to know that, too. And it's, nope. <laughs> gonna hit people nope. The refs, the refs, I'm very good at it. <laughs> I had, I fought, when I fought Milton Santiago, Milton could tell you this, okay? I hit him five or six times in the nuts in the one round. The ref stops it and gives him a warning for hitting me low. I said, thank you. You know, it's getting out of control. He keeps hitting me low. Milton and Santiago Milton, was set, was 7-0 and when you fought him, ended his career at – I think he ended his career because he had some sort of medical issue. He was 17 and oh, he, he was, was be, he was being groomed to be like the next big thing. Yeah. And the thing was with, with Milton, yeah. I, that was, that was a one or two week notice. Like that was nothing. I need money for Christmas. That's what that fight was. So we fought at the Harrah's in Philly, which is where he's, you know, he's out there. I was like, no problem. They, they wanted us to be like main event, co-main event. Cause they're like, dude, Milton's good. But Travis is like, he, he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. It's going to be a fight. You're like, nah, nah, we'll, we'll keep it. Like, I think we we're like third or fourth undercard. Like, I was like, whatever. I don't care. Dude, we got fight of the night. It was awesome. So, so I, Chris, I think both of you guys fall into this category. There's the public that gives adoration to the fighters. And it yep. hits a certain level. And then there's locker room respect. Where you yeah. talk to the all the main event guys. And you say, where does this person rank? And they're all like, oh, like a Jeremy Horn. That's yeah. one of the top guys. Right. I, 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 Travis, I think without a question of a doubt, both you and Chris fall into that locker room respect conversation. That's very I, high amongst your peers. I know Chris does. I, know Chris does. I mean, I, I, I'm just a tough dude. That's, that's all I got going for me. I'll do anything I can. You know, it, it's just my job to put on a show. Um, I always do my best. It's my job to perform. That's all. That's all I care to do. I don't care about wins. Don't care about losses. Do I, <laughs> but, do I want but, the belt? Yes. I want the belt back. Really but, 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 but here's the thing I've learned about boxing, especially Travis. I just worked with a guy in Canada, Ryan Ford, and that guy's had about 28 fights. Yeah. Uh, maybe 26, but 19 and 7 or something like that. But I went and looked at every one of his losses. He's fighting in Europe versus a guy who's 18 and 0. He's fighting in Europe versus a guy who's 18 and 3. You know, they're being he's being brought in as a B-side every time. And even if he's winning some of these fights, he's not going to win. So it's just like if you don't have somebody behind you putting a lot of money, a lot of money. People don't understand that. I mean, yeah. like you're 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 just I mean, unless you have somebody behind you, you're never going to make it in boxing. You're going to be a guy I mean, you're going to be a guy people want to fight because you can sneak up and knock out one of those good guys, but they're not, they don't understand like the true hardcore grinders that are out there and people that actually make those good guys. Like if they can beat one of a guy like yourself or like myself, that puts him in upper tier. And and that's a fight they have to go before they get to a world title fight. They have to be, they have to fight guys like us to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're supposed to be like a gatekeeper. I get it. I, I totally understand it. I get it. You know, I, I totally get it. I just, I'm tired of it though. Like that's the other, the other part of it. Cool. Let me be your gatekeeper. No, no MFers getting through. Cause yeah. I'm not, <laughs> it's like, don't, don't worry about having people coming on. Cause it's, it's not going to happen. I'm going to end them. Yeah. Influencers. What do you think about the influencers starting to come over here? So uh, I can care. I care less. That's fine. Come over. But you're coming to fight me. I don't give a shit what how much you weigh, 
You could be a heavyweight. I'll bump up and kick your ass. I don't care. Like, um, so I will give Bryce some credit, you know, respect. Definitely. Um, he, he did a great job. He performed, but that's the thing. You have to not just be an influencer and say, Oh, I'm going to do this, that, and the other, like you have to actually do it. Bryce actually showed up. He actually performed. I don't I, see. I, w- I will yeah. say this. You know, and it's 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 gonna be it's it's hard for guys like him to get respect from guys like you, you know yeah. the, the the guys that are the foundation. But I'll tell you what, he fought G Hernandez, absolute yeah. real fighter. Yeah, absolutely. And what he's saying to the other influencers that are talking shit to him is, no, 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 you come over here, you fight yeah. G Hernandez, you come fight a real guy. Yeah, your your name came up in my our last conversation, and I'm like, you know, Travis Thompson's another guy whose name you should put in your mouth, and he he just said. Right. He just said, yeah, n- no one wants that fight. <laughs> Who said that? Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall. He was like, no, man, that, that guy, man, so, you don't so, want that fight. <laughs> it, it was funny. Like, I was I was doing the podcast at, at the Bare Knuckle with, uh, with Brian Sosha. And he comes, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, what I call him? Bryce Paul. I called him Bryce Paul because Logan Paul, all them, whatever. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Bryce Paul. He's like, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. But he he told me his arrest. I was like, oh shit, this guy, you know, you have a backbone. Like, cause I mean, to me, wrestling is like the first thing. It's everything. It, yeah, well, you learn you learn about yourself. You learn what you can and can't control. If you can get through wrestling, especially if you went through the wrestling like I went through, like yeah. we 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 ran with bricks, we did buddy carries, we did wedding carries. Where you run with someone up a hill, dude. We we had mountains where I live, so I, I remember. I think it was what was it? Um, I think it was my sophomore year. I believe it was my so is I sophomore junior. We had like eleven people on our wrestling team. There's what thirteen weight classes at the time. Wow! Did I quit because it was too tough? If, if if we if 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 we didn't pin. Like almost every single match we were losing, we still made districts. Like <laughs> we we were a no joke team, but we're District Eleven too. So District Eleven is like in, in Pennsylvania. I mean, shit in in the nation, District Eleven is up there. Like that's Easton, Nazareth, Northampton, all the big schools. And uh, yeah, we Man. made it. We didn't go through districts, but we got the districts. Just making it like. If you're a high-level wrestler in a wrestling state anywhere in the Midwest, you're mentally tough. That's just a different yeah. level of mental toughness. That's why you talked about, like, talked about the Paul brothers. Like, I, I used to, like, oh, whatever. Then I found out they're from Ohio. They, like, made it to state in wrestling. Upper way. So, like, these guys are legit tough guys. You know, I, yeah. I, I quit I quit talking trash about him. Bryce Hall, yeah. he's a wrestler, you're a tough dude, yeah. man. I mean, it, it's just a different level of mental toughness. To be at that, if you're good, if you're if you make it to the state level at any good wrestling state, you're a tough dude. Absolutely, and that's that's where like Brian, Brian actually called it out. He's like, "Wow, I just actually saw the animal just like stop bashing somebody and like." <laughs> he, he's respect, like, man. You got he's, like, he's like, he he pulled something out your heartstring, didn't he? Because he's a wrestler. I said, "Yeah, kind of." I, I mean. Like, Respect, you got to give it, man. So, yeah. so one thing I'm really excited about, man, we have great possibilities. 
getting Philadelphia, getting Pennsylvania on board, man. We got to have you on. You, I mean, oh. What's the dream fight you want for Pennsylvania? We got to give you a dream fight there. Uh, I, I want a belt. I want a belt. So whoever has the belt right now, what's his name? I'm I'm sorry. I don't even know the kid's name. But Kai Stewart? No, he had 135 penalty. I would fight Kai. I would bump up and fight Kai, no problem. I'd like to see you and Kai go. Kai's, Kai's, you know, he's champ. He did a great job against HD. Uh, I'll give you nothing but props for that. You did a great job. Um, hey, what? You're right. HD. Like, you, that's two how- have simil- you two have similar styles. That would be a freaking yeah. war. Both yeah, you guys yeah. gas tanks. But what's what's the 135-pounder's uh, name? He's also like me, too, where he'll keep coming forward. Fuck. I'm going to have to edit this. <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah, I should have been cursing the whole time. <laughs> no, that's not I a problem. Gotta be a good boy. I forget the. Uh, it makes me feel like crap too. I can't believe I don't know the guy's name. Hold up, Dodson's twenty five. Yeah, he's uh, John Dodson's twenty five. I'd fight Dodson too. That'd be another good one. Because the thing is, he never fought anybody. He fought. You're fighting oh, Keith, uh, Richardson. Keith Richardson. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, Keith Richardson. I mean, how are we blanking on that? That's Keith Richardson's a freaking stud. Yo, easy does it. I'm the animal, so I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> he don't, man. He carries himself with class. Richardson it, does. It, yeah. and you know what? He's not going to point fight you either. He's going to try to beat you at your strength. That's, That's a hell hey, of a fight. I'll take hey, that. I, Oh, and heck that, yeah, that'd be that'd be beautiful. My man had four fights this year, four and oh, three yeah. knockouts and a five year candidate. So you're you're not knocking me out now. So no. good luck. Break your exactly. That, that, that's why it'd be a fun one to watch. Absolutely. And I'd love to do it. So that would here, be a great here, Travis, Travis, here. You I mean, obviously you you kind of command respect in the locker room. Who who do you respect? Um, anyway, anyway. See, that's I, – I respect people that have already done it. So, like, I respect Chris. It's hard for Thank me to respect – it's hard for me to respect a fighter that's still doing it. Because, Tom Yeah, uh, Yes, I do. You know, he, he just retired. I, I respect a lot of guys that do all the MMA. Like, I, I respect you guys. It's hard for me to res- – I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't say that it's hard for me to respect someone because I, I do respect a lot of the fighters. But you're not going to get me shaking hands, hanging out, hugging. I don't do that shit. I'm here to fight. <laughs> I, I don't really care to talk about that shit. Like even like um, Ryan, like he'll tell you when when I was down in camp for him when I fought uh, last year when I fought uh, David Diaz. I, all I did, I was staying at his house for a week. Uh, I'd wake up, go to the gym, come back, say what's up to everybody, go to sleep. Wake up the next day, go to the gym. I go to the gym two, three times a day. Like I would do it all day, every day. I don't do anything else. That's like everything's a job to me. So I, I'm only focused on fighting. So for me to go up to other people in the locker room and talk, I don't care to do that. I'm just there to do my job. It's a job for me. And that's, that goes back to like the old school ways. Like the old school ways are you show up, you put on your show. You, you do your bit. You do what you're there to do. Then afterwards, we can hang out, have fun, do all that stuff. But, but I do like Lorenzo's a good dude. Um, Brito. I love Brito. Yeah. Brito. Yeah. 
even Reggie. After Reggie and I fought, you know, I came and I I went to one of his fights that he had in um, where was it? It was up. It was in PA, but it was up north. So I ended up going up there to go watch him. I brought my wife there and we watched him box. That's but good like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there, Trev, there some camaraderie. It, it's hard to do to do that with me because I'm like I'm hard. Well, especially if it's on the first one. But you know, hey, Trav, I'll tell you this: you're one of those guys where you better bring your lunch to work. And if there's just this much bit of quit in you, you're going to get there. You're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, I don't know how to quit. I like you show me a weakness and I see it. You're dead. Cause I'm going for it. Like you, you went the wrong way. Cool. That, so when I fought, you were saying, uh, Diaz, uh, I'm sorry. David um, Diaz. Uh, no, I meant I meant the Mexico one. That guy. So check. Okay, Santiago. So, yeah, when I when I fought him in Cancun, um, he oh. was. You're talking about Ivan. Oh, uh, Ivan Roca. Ivan Roca. Ivan Roca. Ivan Roca. Yeah. One thing Marty always told me: you never chew gum. You never chew gum. You don't weaken your jaw. Don't do it. So what he would have me do? He'd make me bite down on a towel. <sighs> Towels wrapped around a 45 pound weight. And so you're, you're strengthening your jaw. I'd be doing like, you know, neck, doing neck exercises, but I'm strengthening my jaw while I'm doing it. So I see this dude chewing gum. I'll make your fucking dead. And then, then he's also using a sauna. I was like, cool. Your legs are weak. I said, don't even show up tomorrow. Oh, yo, I was like, no, nah, don't talk to me. Cause that's not going to get you anywhere either. Cause like, <laughs> So he comes, tries to do his shit. I hit him with an overhand right. I stepped over top of him, never even looked back. I go like this. I think there's a picture of it somewhere, but I stepped over top of him, wiped my hands. I'm in the corner. I was like, it's over. Don't worry about it. So I'm all excited. And uh, who the hell is the ref there? I forget who the, guy, the ref is. But he comes over. He's like, Trav, do me a favor. Calm down. I said, why? He's like, he still hasn't moved yet. I said, I don't give a shit. I was like, He's like, Trav, really? I was like, whatever. Uh, yeah, Trav, like if you look at your last five, your no, no, your last six, your four wins, one loss, one draw. Yeah. You can make the argument. You can make the argument to kind of slide you into a uh, maybe That's, one fight and then a title. You're right. Yeah, let's, yeah we, what do you want now? How about let's get you a fight right now because who knows when. Phil is going to happen. So let's get you a fight and then, then get you ready for a title. Who you want to fight next? Um, anyone with the mouth. I, I could care less. I, I can't stand people that want to run their mouth. So, um, uh, damn. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I honestly really don't know. I, I, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, I mean, you're not the type of guy that like reads a contract. You just, you don't really read the contract. You just kind of sign yeah. it and send it back. <laughs> And I swear, I swear these these motherfuckers do this on purpose. Because like, yeah, how cheap can we get this motherfucker for? Because like in the beginning, dude, I I was doing it for like nothing. Like I'm, he's like, yo, my man, you know, we, my we man, got- <laughs> yeah, my man, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Dave, Dave's always always does my man. I was like, Dave, from now on, stop at that shit. He's like, why? <laughs> I think every fucking time you say my man, you're getting ready to fuck me. I was like, just. <laughs> I was like, so, and that's what he does. He starts laughing. He's like, nah, bro, it ain't, my man, it ain't like this. I said, no. I said, fucking stop doing that. 
Stop it with the my man. I know what the fuck you're doing. Don't do that. Hey man, like, it's hard. It's hard to get a read on him sometimes. He'll say something. I'll be like, is he? Nah. Is he just? Is he messing with me right now? Is he spirit serious? I feel oh, shit. But like sometimes he'll he'll just say something. And, I'm, and he looks at you serious. I'm like, I, I don't know if he's being for real or not. But then I'm like, yeah, he's he's bullshit. You got you to do the same fucking shit to him though. I do I it to him. That's why he probably fucking hates my guts because I'm the only person that can like read him like that. And I spit the same shit right at him. So we were there. What was the the green haired kid? What the hell was his name? Oh, oh my god, dude! Brandon, whatever. Brandon, so, yeah. So I remember he was at the one in uh, Florida for that, you know, the the trials. Yes. Or and um, Joe Riggs almost murdered him, like to death, like actually <laughs> no, murdered him. The, yeah. the fun part was we're at the tryouts, and he's there. Oh, Mister Feldman, thank you so much. I was like, dude, first of all, how the fuck you talk to him? He's like, what do, you, what do you mean, how can I talk to him? I was like, well, well, his dick's in your mouth. So how can you talk to him with his dick in your mouth? He's like, dude, really? Why why you guys say that to me? I was like, get the fuck out of my way. I was like, Dave, you're a piece of shit. Go screw yourself. I was like, that's how you talk to Dave Feldman. And Dave goes to me, he's like, fuck you, you fucking midget. I'll kick your ass. I was like, see, we got that report. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. You see, that, that was the reaction you're looking for. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I'm he's like... That's all Dave and I do. He's like, he's like, so, so how's, uh, how's your wife and my kids doing? I was like, yeah, okay, Dave. Like, you haven't said that like 30 <laughs> fucking times. I was like, you might be wrong because my son's already taller than me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Dave, Dave was at the wedding. Dave was at all that stuff. Tra- you know, Trav, I'd I say this right now, man, you got a world of respect from us. We've been meeting in this forever. You mean to do this forever. I got a ton of respect to you, man. That means more to me than you guys know. Like, that's that's what it's about for me. So, one of the biggest beefs I have with any of the fighters is Jack Grady. I hate that guy. He's the biggest piece of shit. I like, and that's not like, I don't do this for cameras. I just can't stand that dude. What you guys didn't see on camera, I wish they had it. When we were in New York, I was there already because I had to go do, like, uh, blood work and stuff. So I'm in Buffalo, did all this. I'm at the hotel. I go check out the arena. He comes walking through. He's like, that's right. The show's here. I'm glad you showed up. I said, showed up. I've been here for three fucking days. I was like, it's it's real simple, dude. I said, I'll break your fucking jaw. Pick your ass. Go the fuck home. Make more money back home working than, you, than I'm going to make tomorrow. He's like... He's like, no, it don't work that way. I was like, no, it does. I was like, and you know what? You're a cunt. He's like, he's like, oh yeah. Why is that? I said, well, the reason why you're a cunt is because I just called you one and you didn't do shit about it. If you called me a cunt, you'd be choking on your blood right now. He's like, he's like, no, no, save for tomorrow. I said, no, you are. You're a cunt. Don't share the fuck up. So like, you remember, uh, uh, Mort, Mort was there. Yeah. Mort's like, Trav, stop. I was like, dude, he's a cunt. He ain't going to do a fucking thing. He's like, Trav, I wish I would have gotten that on videotape. I said, I wish you would have too, because there's no one else there. <laughs> I was, in my press conference, I was, like, I was like, this dude, he's a bitch. He's a camera bitch. So when a camera's on him, he's going to run. He's going to puff out his chest. He's going to yell. He's going to do this, that, and the other. I'm going to tell you what I think whenever the hell I want, however I want. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> that's all I did. So camera is on for the weigh-ins he he yells at me and pushes me you saw me arm drag uh tom and dave 
grabs me by the back of my neck. He said, don't you ever touch Tom. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I go, Tom, I was like, Tom, I'm so sorry. He's like, Trav, you're fine. I knew what you were doing. Yeah. Like, Scans, like, yeah. I'm Scanzo. Yeah. Yes. He's like, he's like, Trav, you don't ever have to apologize to me. You're not going to do nothing. I know. I was like, yeah, I, I want to kill that fucking piece of shit though. And when we fought the last one, we just had where I fought Ryan Reber. This is no joke. He was at least, at least 40 yards away from me. We're in the parking lot. I'm in my three piece suit. I'm in a three piece suit. I see him. He's puffing. I was like, dude, take one fucking step towards me. I'll come over there. I'll beat your fucking head in. And, you know, Keon's with me, my trainer. He's like, Trav, stop. I was like, no. I'm like, take one fucking step. I'll beat the shit out of you. Wouldn't take one step. And I'm literally, he's 40 yards away from me. He's the entire parking lot away from me. He wouldn't take one step. I love Ladies it. and gentlemen, I am telling you right now, you got that much bitch in you. Trav's going to find it. I'll, fuck it. I'll find it and I'll take it. I'll kill you. <laughs> Chris. Oh, we wrapped this bad boy up, man. Hey, once again, man, Travis, you're the man. Um, me and Michael always talk about it. Love having you on. Thank you. You're our kind of fighter. Uh, that's our main thing is having people like you, true fighters. That's 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 what this is about, in my opinion. So you're one of those guys. Um, so, man, just thank you for being on. Appreciate it. And for a real fighter to say that to me means a lot. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Well, we can Wait. smell our own, dude. We're the same, same as same. You know what I mean? So, Oh, man, pretty, easy, pretty easy to spot. Pretty exactly. easy to spot. <laughs> guys, thanks a lot for having me on. I had a great time. You guys are great right. people. Thanks for your time, brother. Oh, see you soon, time. hopefully, buddy. Check out the full interview on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms.